morning, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Techie Bites for the week of February 10th. I'm just about finished with all the Dialogic interviews. I still have a few that are holding out, but don't you worry, I am coming after you one way or the other. Um, but I do want to say that I have really enjoyed all the conversations and I've learned so much from you. And it was just so nice just to kind of get to know you on a personal level. So I do hope you enjoyed it. If you remember my podcast from the 20th of January, I mentioned the word blended learning. Now, I know that some of you are thinking, oh, great, another thing. But like I said, a lot of you are doing it. And it is the way that the district is going with as far as with the personalized learning and blended learning just fits hand in hand with it. Now, with blended learning, you're really just redefining your role and your student's role in this blended learning environment. A teacher that's utilizing blended learning in their classroom is either working with individual students or maybe a small group to support them with whatever specific skill that they might need help on. And because the focus in a blended classroom is on the student and not the teacher, students must take a more active and engaging role. They can no longer just sit there and be a passive participant in your classroom. Now, the best examples of blended classrooms feel more like learning hubs. You have students sit in pairs or small groups or individually working on just a range of tasks, really kind of depending on their individual need as the learner. And then you as the teacher is on hand to answer questions, lend support, and even provide necessary follow-up instruction or modeling as well as scaffolding. And in turn, the student knows how to access information, troubleshoot with peers, and use technology effectively to learn. This creates a learning environment that's more flexible and as well as personalized. Now, blended learning doesn't have to be overwhelming. I mean, it can't be. You already have such a busy and demanding schedule. And since technology is not leaving the classroom, you know, let me help you embrace it. So one way is to use what we already have. I mean, the district does provide us with some great lesson plans and resources. Let's work together on that lesson plan and let's see what's going to work or what's not going to work, how we can change it. You know, we can go over those questions like how and why are you using that technology in the lesson? Is it going to improve your, your, the learning for your students? Does it allow you to individualize or personalize that learning? Or what about to collaborate or create? With us co-planning together, we can leverage that technology tools to reach every student's learning needs and even use the student data to measure progress on a daily basis. I mean, I think as personalization is an outcome or a goal and blended learning is a means towards that goal. So with that said, let me, your digital learning coach, co-plan with you and let's see what we can do to get those kids into the blended learning environment as well as making it personalized. But don't shut this off yet because I still have a few little resources that I want to share with you too on this more. So I'll get going on that in just a minute. Yay, I'm so glad you decided to stay because I have this coolest web app that I cannot wait to share. Now, last May s'more, I had a little tidbit about gifts. Now, you can locate gifts everywhere from your text messages to Facebook to Twitter. I mean, really, who does not love gifts? So what is a GIF? Well, GIF stands for Graphics Interchange Format. It's an image file format that has been around for 32 years. I know, who knew? Like I mentioned earlier, you find GIFs everywhere. 
But there's also that question, how do you pronounce the word GIF? Because believe it or not, it's become a hot topic of debate. Some folks will pronounce it with a hard G sound, while others prefer the soft G sound as in GIF. Now, the original creators of the GIF file format pronounce it like GIF, like the GIF peanut butter you have at home. But the hard G pronunciation is perhaps more common today. But hey, does it really matter? Not really. Whatever floats your boat, GIF or GIF. Now, the web app that I wanted to talk about is called Brush Ninja. It's an animated GIF or GIF creator. It's a really cool tool that your students can learn about animation. Plus, they can illustrate concepts that they've learned and even make their presentations more interesting. Another really cool thing is the fact that Brush Ninja is free. No logins are needed. It's simple to use. His objective was to make this as easy as possible. And then one of the best thing is there's no tracking or advertising. So you don't have to worry about privacy or personal information being sold. It really is easy to use. When you open it up, it has this big white square. And then you have a toolbox that has a pencil with your classic drawings tools. It has shapes, lines, an eraser text and then it has another option where you can move rotate and scale the drawings now when you're ready to get started you just you know click on it to get it started and then it opens up to a white frame it's not that big or anything and then you have your toolbars and this is where you can like i said you have the different tool options so let's say you wanted to write a text well you would just write the text and then when you are ready to go to the next slide or frame you just hit the plus sign and you have a different animation for each frame or slide, whatever you want to call it. And then as you hover your mouse over each frame or slide, a little gray box slides up. And this is where you can tell how many seconds you want each frame or slide to go. By default, it's one second. But depending on what your student's doing it on, they have that option of putting how many seconds they want for each slide or frame. Now, the site itself has a support section has a section for teacher resources and you're going to find a lot of examples of how brush ninja is used in education some of the things that i saw was you know using it for vocabulary or grammar review procedural text math or different types of cycles and ordering events i saw one on multi-step multiplication and division problems broken down in steps multiplying fractions then the animation can be downloaded as an animated GIF. It can be also animated for Twitter. Um, you can also save the file. That's if you download the desktop version of this. But what's neat about it is when you export it, you could upload it to Padlet or even Buncee. And the student could also upload it to Google Drive because the animation should work. I'm not sure about Seesaw, but we'd have to try that one out. Now, in this more, I'll have the website as well as a link to the teacher resources and examples that you can do. It's just so much. It's just a really useful tool for you and your kids. So check it out and um, let me know what you think about it. Just a few more items on the s'more you're going to see anonymous survey this is a survey to see where we are as a campus with the district's initiative such as seesaw encoding shouldn't take you long at all it's very short please just make sure you click on the correct school and this way i can share it with admin to see exactly where we are 
And we have January's winner from the feedback form. Please check out the s'more and click on the link to find out who it is. And congratulations. And since Valentine's Day is right around the corner, you're going to find some really great resources that you can do with your kiddos. There's activities that can be found on a PowerPoint slide of different Valentine's activity using various apps from Chatterpix to your Seesaw. There's Valentine's memes. I mean, what? who doesn't like memes and also a collaborative hashtag conversation art book that you can make with your buddy class and one of the other things that i added was a valentine's theme seesaw activities it's a link and it will open up to just a buttload of different activities that hopefully you can find that correlates with what you are teaching your kids right now stop the presses and mark your calendars we have digital learning day is coming on the 27th of february well, every day is Digital Learning Day and Frisco, there is a special learning day on February 27th. Each year, the districts across the United States and around the world have a special events to celebrate digital learning. So celebrate some of those awesome digital learning that's going on in your classroom by tweeting. We have so many of you that are so good at tweeting. Just make sure to check out the s'more to find more information about the Digital Learning Day, as well as to see the hashtags to use when you are tweeting out what you're doing in your class. And there's coding, coding, coding. Even though the hour of coding is technically over, your kids absolutely love this coding that we did in the classrooms. So there's a list again of these lessons that are covered from now to spring break. I would love to do some coding lessons with you. Also make sure to check out the book me. I am doing a lot of the um, bright bites with the students, but in between the slots, I would love to come in and work with you as a team or while you're planning and kind of go over the, the coding and how we can co-teach it together. So with that, happy Friday, have a great day and a great weekend, and I will check you out next time. This is Kiki signing off.